Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. Matthew chapter number 28. Matthew chapter number 28. We're going to look at verse number 18 through verse number 20 this morning. The Bible says this, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. I want to preach once again on the subject this morning, focusing on our mission. Focusing on our mission. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we Love you so much this morning, and Lord, just the songs that we sang today was just the the complete gospel of Jesus Christ, and Lord, I'm I'm so thankful for the gospel. I'm so thankful for what you've done for us, and Lord, because of that, we should live for you. Lord, I pray that in this Christian life, as Christians and as a church family, we would become more and more focused on the mission that Christ has given us. Lord, we need to be reminded of it many times because we often lose focus. Father, I pray that today for this short time that we have together that you would refocus us, Lord, on this mission that you give us and every believer. We love you. We're so thankful for you. I pray that you'd be with me this morning and fill me with your spirit. Allow me to say what you would only have me to say. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. We find here in this passage of scripture, this is Jesus's last command before he ascends into heaven. And this command was truly the heartbeat of Jesus Christ. He doesn't just give this command, Jesus lived this command that he gave to the disciples when he lived here on this earth. Jesus uh, was the ultimate example of this command that he gives to the church. You see, Jesus did not come to the earth to be admired. Jesus did not come to the earth to for the comforts of this world. He had all of that in heaven, right? He left his throne. He left heaven to come to this earth. He came because he he wanted to serve us. He came as a servant. He came to minister to. He came to heal. He came to uh, reach out to the lost. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And he also came to disciple those who would believe. In this, in his early ministry, Jesus gave his time to those who knew they needed salvation. Uh, I'm reminded in a passage of scripture, we find that Jesus is, is spending time with the, uh, these people with a sinful reputation and he's eating with them and spending time with them. And the Pharisees got angry with Jesus. What is he doing spending time with these sinners and these people with, this bad, with bad reputations within the community? And Jesus went to them and the Pharisees and he said in Mark chapter two, they that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. That was Jesus's heartbeat. That was his heartbeat to go to those who were lost, to seek and to save those who were lost. You see, Jesus was also willing to completely rearrange his schedule to reach people. He was willing to completely rearrange everything to reach people that were sick, people that were lost 
In John chapter number four, we read of the story where Jesus went completely out of his way to go through Samaria. And the disciples said, what are we doing? We don't go through Samaria. We don't travel this way. As Jews, we want nothing to do with the Samaritans. And what did Jesus say? He said, we must needs go through Samaria. Why? Because Jesus knew that there was an adulterous woman that no one wanted anything to do with, and she was going to be at that well that day. And Jesus knew that he needed to get to that woman and, 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 and to give her uh, the good news of, of who he is. And, and he went and met that individual. He was willing to completely rearrange his schedule to reach people. In Mark chapter number 10, we see Jesus, he's going and he has all these people, this whole procession following him. And Jesus stops everything that he's doing. He stops the procession that is following him just so he can go and, and, and speak with and ultimately heal blind Bartimaeus. In John chapter number five, we see Jesus goes and he, he, he would seek out people who could not come to him. You remember the story in John chapter number five, there was a crippled man at the pool of Bethesda who was there for years and, and he always wanted to get to that pool for that healing and he never was able to, but what did Jesus do? He went to him, he touched his body, he healed him. Jesus scheduled his life around reaching people. You see, raising kids, I've learned one thing, and that is you have to constantly be reminding them of things. Can I get an amen, parents? Right? You have to constantly be reminding them of things because if you don't, eventually they're going to stop doing the things they're supposed to be doing. Right? Uh, that we tell our kids all the time when they get home from school, take your backpack, your coat, your shoes, and put them where they go. And if you don't continually remind them that, they stop doing it, right, Grayson? Grayson's in here this morning. See, you have to complete, you have to constantly remind your children. And I see as Christians, we need to be constantly reminded of the things that we need to be doing. And one of those things in our life is to be mission focused. We have to constantly be reminded of that and understand, listen, the busyness of life, I understand it, it's there. We all go through it. The busyness of ministry. It often diverts our attention from our mission, from our mission that Jesus Christ has given us. You also see another thing that gets us uh, off track and gets us off focus is when we have an inward only focus. When it's all about us, when it's all about my four friends and no more, right? When it's all about that, when we have that type of focus in our life, we get off track when it comes to the mission that Christ has given. There's another thing that gets us off track and that's our fear. Our fear of, of the outside world, it will derail our mission if we're not careful. Some Christians view the church as, as only a safe harbor from the world instead of a mission to the world. You see, while the church, it should be a place that, we, that is provided encouragement and support, amen? The church should be that for the saint, for the believer, and a place of encouragement, a place of support. But we must also understand that the church is also a place that we can come and regain strength to continue the mission that Christ has given us. To spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to love people, to help them, to meet people's needs. You see, a church in which Christians focus exclusively on one another will rarely reach a dying world for Christ. When we focus on only one another, we, we, will, we will literally 
not reach a dying world for Christ. So how do we stay focused on our mission? Well, when it comes to focusing on our mission, number one, it's going to take action. It takes action. The mission that Jesus Christ has given us, look at verse number 18. The Bible says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. That word go, you don't have to study it for long. It means action, right? Go. Go ye therefore. But I want you to notice here what this command is prefaced with. Jesus, first of all, says, before I give you this command, I want you to know that all power is given to me. All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Christ himself tells his disciples when he gives this command, I want you to know and understand that I have all power. And that word Jesus uses for power is the, the Greek word exosius, and it, exosia, and it means the definition refers not only to power in the sense of might, but also power in the sense of authority. So Jesus is letting them know, hey, I have the power when it comes to might, and I also have the power to command you when it comes to authority. Jesus is, is saying that, he's speaking it. So before Jesus Christ gives this command to go, he tells us, listen, I have all might and I have all authority. Therefore, because of that, go. Go ye therefore. You see, we get scared, don't we, when it comes to sharing our faith. I think all of us can say there's been times where we're, we were fearful of it. We, we become fearful. We get nervous when it, goes, when it comes to going with the gospel. But you see, when we purpose to go with the gospel, we do it with the assurance that all power of God is behind us. Amen? What an encouraging thing that is, that we have an all-powerful God that is with us, that wants to go with us as we go to others and as we share the gospel. And listen to this. Here's the other thing. And when we don't go with the gospel, we're going against the authority and the command of Christ. We have the command to say, hey, go. And, and we have the wonderful privilege that he's going to go with us. But also when we don't go, then we go against his command. The command involves action. You understand you can't go while doing nothing. That's pretty profound, right? You can't go while doing nothing. We tell our kids, um, well, maybe sometimes Teal even tells me to take out the trash and I don't do it. But anyways, we tell our kids, when we, we can tell our kids, hey, go take out the trash. Go clean your room. Go put on your clothes for the day. And they can look at us and they can say, okay, mom, okay, dad. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. They can say all that all they want, but they do not obey the command until they get up and take out the trash. Until they get up and put their clothes on. Until they get up and do what they are supposed to do. And understand here, when it, when it comes to us, uh, Jesus isn't just asking us to make a mental note that people need Christ. It's not that we just need to make a mental note. Oh yeah, we know people need Christ. So I'm just going to sit and I'm going to ride this out because I already have Christ, right? He's not asking us to make a mental note that people need him. Understand he's not telling us simply to be a part of a church that is reaching out with the gospel. He is calling us to personal action. Cricket, cricket. 
right? He's calling us to personal action. Understand, Jesus, are, if you're saved today, understand you are, a, you are to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. When Jesus gives this command to his disciples, he's giving it to every believer. Listen, go ye therefore. To go to people who are lost with the intent to give them the gospel. You understand the gospel is good news? Good news. The wonderful thing is, is we don't, we don't have to worry about having to give someone something negative. He's not telling us to go give people doom and gloom. No, he's telling us, hey, I want you to go and tell people what I have done for them. I love them. I went to the cross for them. I rose from the grave for them. And I'm coming back for them one day. Listen, that's good news. We should be excited and thrilled to tell people that. It shouldn't be a drudgery. It shouldn't be uh, just a, uh, in, uh, just, I can't think of my word. Listen, we, we just have to do it, right? Because we know how much he means to us. We know what he's done for us. And we have good news, not, not bad news, good news to give to people. Here's the thing though, Char- Carl Henry said this, the gospel is only good news if it gets there in time. The gospel is only good news if it gets there in time. Church, we need to do our part in looking for opportunities to give the good news of Jesus Christ. To give the good news of Christ. But what's, what's it going to take? It's going to take some action. But the wonderful thing is, is that he promises, hey, I have all power. I'm with you. I'm behind you. We can do this together. It takes action, not only that, but number two, it takes proclaiming the gospel. It takes proclaiming the gospel. Look at verse number 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. There's two different times in the Great Commission that, that, that Jesus uses the word teach. The first time is referred to teaching the gospel for salvation. The parallel passage to this is Mark chapter number 16 and verse number 15 where Jesus says this, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We find in Mark chapter number 16, it says preach. And some of us, when I said that and quoted that, you're like, oh, there it is. That's what excludes me from this commission. I'm not a preacher. That's not what what Jesus is saying here. That word preach simply means proclaim. Proclaim. Proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to others. You see, there are going to be times where people don't want to hear it. Let's just be honest today. There'll be times where people, your neighbor across the street, he doesn't want to hear it. They don't, she doesn't want to hear it. There's going to be times uh, when, when we, and, and understand, we have to be careful in those moments. Not to make people mad. And, and understand, some will, be, some will be more receptive to the gospel. Some will want to hear it. Some are searching for hope. Some are searching for that. And understand, as you begin to, to witness and as you begin to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, you will sense that the Holy Spirit is working in that individual's life. That, that person's heart is soft to the word. But never try to force someone to Christ. Never try to force someone to Christ. Always allow the Holy Spirit to work on that individual. Because understand, you and I do not save. Only the Holy Spirit saves. We're the mouthpiece. 
to spread the gospel, to give the gospel. And then we allow, we step out of the way and allow the Holy Spirit to work. Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians 1. He said, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. What's Paul saying there? He's saying, hey, listen, I don't need to come up with this trickery way to tell someone that they need Christ. He says, no, give the gospel and let the gospel have an effect on their life. That's all we have to give. Yeah, sure, you're gonna have times in your life where you have to defend your faith. You need to know what you believe because there's a lot of false religions out there and they'll try to to argue with you. They'll try to debate with you and you need to know what you believe. But for, for, for the most part, listen, it's the gospel that changes their heart. It's the gospel that changes their life. And we must use the gospel and let that gospel make the effect in their life. I've seen so many times when people have tried to force people into trusting Christ. And what what does it do? It causes them to go further away from God. I've also seen people that just say, hey, one, two, three, repeat after me, you're saved. And I'll see you again. I'll never see you again. This is it. And what does that do? That gives false salvation. It gives false hope. But when we go with the gospel, it is with the intent to lead them to Jesus Christ. The intent to lead them to Christ. Jesus's intent was always to lead people to him. And church, as it, when it comes to being mission focused, will we at Fellowship Baptist Church do our part? Will we encourage one another to keep staying focused on the mission Will we we work as a team here at Fellowship Baptist Church carrying out the great commission that Jesus has given us? We must proclaim the gospel. It takes action, church. Amen? It takes action. It takes proclaiming the gospel. And a lot of people think that it just stops right there. This mission that Jesus gives us, that's the end. It stops right there. We fulfilled it. But no, Jesus has entrusted his children then to train those that have been saved. The third thing we find in this mission is to disciple converts. To disciple converts. Yes, it takes action. Yes, it takes proclaiming the gospel. But then this mission does not end. It continues with discipling the converts. Look at verse number 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. What does he say here? First of all, he says, teaching them, yes, giving them the gospel, but then baptizing. Baptism. You see, our mission doesn't end the moment someone trusts Jesus Christ as their savior. Amen. Our mission does not end when someone trusts Jesus Christ as their personal savior. In fact, that is when the mission has just begun. You see, after we have the privilege of leading someone to Christ and what a privilege it is, we need to then instruct those believers into the first step of obedience toward God in baptism. Help them take that first step of obedience in the Christian life. I believe that baptism is a very important step in the life of a believer. Very important. It's not something that we take lightly. It's not something that we just, oh, whatever. No, understand it is a very important thing. And I believe it is after baptism when you really start to see spiritual growth in a life of a believer. It's after when they're baptized. Why? Because when someone is baptized, they're saying, I want to identify with Christ. 
I want to follow him with my life. He loved me so much, now I want to love him with the rest of my life. Baptism is saying, hey, I am now following Christ, and I want everyone in the congregation to know that. I'm all in. Baptism is an important part of the Great Commission. And when we reach people with the gospel, we then must help them to understand what they need to do. And baptism is an important step of obedience. But not only that, we see that he tells us to teach. We see that teach once again. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded. Here we come to that second word, teach. And this time, it's not about teaching the gospel for salvation. Listen. It's teaching a new believer the gospel for, for sanctification. You see, when we trust Christ as our Savior, we don't automatically know everything, right? Listen, Pastor John, how long have you been saved? A long time. 60 years. Do you know everything there is to know? Amen. Right? It's a process. Discipleship is a process. It is something we don't, we don't all of a sudden get saved and, oh, we know exactly everything that we need to do. Understand, no, just like a newborn baby needs nourishing and needs care in their life and years of teaching to develop them into a successful adult, a new believer needs others to teach them biblical truths to develop into a mature Christian. Understand, it's not fair to the one who we lead to Christ if we don't teach them how the gospel can change their life. It's not fair. It's not fair for them to get to heaven one day and have nothing to lay at Christ's feet because they were not taught. Oh, pastor, that's the Holy Spirit's job. That's the Holy Spirit's responsibility. Well, according to this passage of Scripture and the great commission of Jesus Christ, it is our responsibility as the Holy Spirit goes with us to teach to teach those who we have had the opportunity to lead to Christ. Discipleship is part of our mission. Understand, if Jesus, if discipleship wasn't important to Jesus Christ, then why did he take three years of his ministry and focus on 11 disciples? That was his focus. He, he focused on 11 men. And he taught them each and every day, the scriptures. He taught them what they needed to do. He showed them, he directed them, he guided them. Discipleship was important to Christ. Yes, he reached people with the gospel, but he also then discipled them because he knew, listen, that if he could teach them how to be focused on the mission, just like he was, then what would happen? His kingdom would multiply. He understood that. But the question is this morning is, what will you and I do with our mission? Would you all agree with me today that this is the mission that Christ has given us? What are we going to do with that mission? What are we going to be focused on? And let me encourage you as a, as a church and as individuals, let us embrace this mission that Christ has given us. Let us embrace this mission. And even as Jesus began the Great Commission with a statement about his power, he ends it with a promise about his presence. He says at the very end, he says, I want you to not forget this as well. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. He says, don't worry about it. Don't be fearful. You can do this. Why? Because I have all power. 
in heaven and in earth. And by the way, as you go with this, I want you to know that I am with you even unto the end of the world. I'm with you. See, if we had to complete this mission alone, it wouldn't happen, right? If we had to complete this mission alone without his help, it would not happen. The task would be out of our reach. I can't save someone, you can't save anyone, and we sure can't bring spiritual growth in another person's life. But we have the promise that Christ will be with us as we go with the mission. So what would happen if Fellowship Baptist Church would embrace this mission? What would happen if we would truly embrace this mission that Christ has given us? And I believe the answer to that is if we embrace it and we take action and we proclaim the gospel to to the lost around us and we disciple converts, you know what's gonna happen? He will give the increase. He's going to give the increase here at Fellowship Baptist Church. The Bible says, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, he said, who then is Paul, right? Who who then is, is, is Tyler? Who then is is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And that is what we want here at Fellowship Baptist Church. We want some Pauls and we want some Apollos who will plant the seed, who will water the seed and allow God to give the increase. Understand, but we have to be willing to be in a Paul. We have to be willing to be in Apollos, to plant that seed, to proclaim the gospel, to water it and allow him to give the increase. That's what I want here at Fellowship Baptist Church, amen? The increase that only God can give. Okay, pastor. Thanks for sharing our mission once again. We've heard it a thousand times, but thank you for the reminder. Can I just share my heart with you this morning? I I love everyone here today. I I can honestly say that. I don't have bitterness toward anyone here at this church. I love love to be able, this opportunity to preach the word each and every week and to be the pastor at Fellowship Baptist Church. I love it. And I think when it comes to being mission focused, we're missing it. Listen, when it comes to faith promise giving, and we're gonna have that this next coming week. I think we have it pretty good. Faith promise giving, we we have money in the bank for our missionaries. Our missionaries are being supported. We're supporting over 30 missionaries or over across the world. And I think we have it, right? We can always do better, but understand we're reaching out to the uttermost parts of the earth through our missions. And I think we're focused on that here at Fellowship Baptist Church. But when it comes to our own Jerusalem, when it comes to our own community, we have to be focused on the mission. We have to ask God to give us a heart for lost people, that we see people not for their faces, but we see people for their souls. That when we go into Walmart, I I walked into Walmart the other day and I was just sitting in the the self-checkout line because they don't have anyone to check you out at Walmart. That's a joke. But as I'm sitting there and as I'm, I'm, I'm watching and I'm looking and the Lord just convicted my heart as I began to see people walking. It was on a Sunday. I, was, I had my suit on still. I went in to go get groceries and, and I was just sitting there watching people and they're just, they're going crazy. They're running through Walmart. They, they, don't, they don't have a clue. They need the gospel. 
And as I sat there and looked, I just, I, I literally began to tear up at Walmart and just thought of all these people that are, that could be lost without Jesus Christ. Man. But listen, just my emotion's not going to do anything. I can't, just because I cry about it and just because I, I feel bad for those people who are lost, it's not going to do anything. I must pray. I must ask God to convict their hearts. I must be looking for opportunities. I must be taking those opportunities to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Church, we need to do the same. We need to, to, to be mission focused and allow God to give the increase. You might be here and say, well, you know, we don't, we don't need a big church. We don't need to add anybody to this church. We're fine. Listen, if we aren't a mission-focused church, we won't have a church. If we're not a mission-focused church, we will eventually not have a church. Oswald Smith said, the church that does not evangelize will fossilize. The church that does not evangelize will fossilize. Church, understand, let us at Fellowship Baptist Church grab hold of the same rope and let's say Jesus is going to be first in our lives and let's pull together and people are going to matter to us and let's continue to pull together and let's continue to serve others and let's be focused on the mission that God has given us and let us all pull in the same direction. And let me tell you, if we take action and if we proclaim the gospel and if we make it, we're intentional about discipling converts, God is going to give the increase. Let us be a mission focused church. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information or to donate to this ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.